I need the drums. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. And if you want to be the teacher's pet. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds pretty bad. Acapella. Acapella. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. This one has a lot of music to choose from. Tough, tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> the, this one has a lot of music to choose from. A lot of rock. Yes, that's music. Is it? <laughs> Yes. yes there's so much rock in this movie yeah. so much rock that they put it in the title <laughs> this is a, not a musical but it's a musical thanks for it's, clarifying it's like a star is born it's so interesting <laughs> uh, a star is, uh, yes. is it yeah just How dare you i guess they're you know kind Except of alcoholics too no and star is born it's all their music though Yes. And I mean, they write an original song in this movie, though. They write several. Yeah. But not all of them. It's true. Like the background ones in A Star is Born are their songs still. Gaga and Bradley. But this one, it's a lot of classic, cool rock songs, mm-hmm. which makes sense for this movie, obviously. Wait. <laughs> so which movie is this? School of Rock. <laughs> Not the school of rock. No, not the. Which <laughs> or, you want to talk about? So oh, bad. we're gonna get into that. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just because like, you know I love titles. I think titles are important, <laughs> and they flubbed kind of on the title in this one a little flubbed? bit. Flubbed? A little bit. I it, dis- it's just it's just a, you know. It, it, I disagree. Well, it's inconsistent. Well. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I never even noticed before. Yeah, where was the script script supervisor on the title for I, this movie? <laughs> I also am obsessed with this movie. Like I, this is the second movie I know by heart. Y'all, she's so obsessed. She has the DVD. <laughs> I know. Well, How many movies do you have the DVD of? Honestly, a few, honestly, a few. I'm not saying you. I'm I'm saying you oh. as the listener. Yeah, <laughs> just I have, ask yourself, listener. <laughs> I also have like Aquamarine and like. <laughs> Monte Carlo. So you have either the two dollar DVDs <laughs> or the ones that you loved since childhood. Yeah, <laughs> I have One Direction. This is Us <laughs> concert movie. Wow, documentary. It's quality, but anyway. <laughs> I feel like that's the range of DVDs. It's either two dollars basi- or twenty dollars. Basically, <laughs> the my DVD collection is not. It doesn't show how much I love a movie, but I do love this movie. And it's the movie I know second best by heart. Actually, I had to open up the wrapper on the DVD case for this movie. Yeah. I think you must have bought it kind of new well, on no, sale. No. Recent, yeah. Recent rebought. I had it all throughout. And you know those DVD cases? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have one of those? The flaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like those. What are they even called? Like the zipper bo- cases? Yeah. <laughs> for our DVDs. Yes. 
It was in there. Okay. With a lot of other DVDs. So all my DVD collection now is mostly rebought from the stuff I had before. Where's that zipper pouch case? I don't know. What? You There's several. Find th- I have mine still. Oh, must be nice. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I guess. I know. We, I know it by heart. I know it by heart. I know it. I know it fairly by heart. I know it like ninety percent by heart. You know, I I knew the parts right, and I was saying the lines for the most part, but you were correcting me on a lot of the lines. Well, <laughs> you know the order of the words, and I know the general words. So you're a casual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway it sucks because it doesn't work on uh the expression doesn't work on radio or uh podcast what doesn't the way my face looked oh. when i looked at you just now right <laughs> all they have is the laugh yes <laughs> i guess should we tell them who we are well you can i guess i can oh my god there's someone <laughs> walking by hello we're <laughs> We're just making a podcast. Don't oh mind us. Ugh. Did they wave? Are they a fan? No, we have fans <laughs> waving into the studio, like y'all. The view. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> Too bad they wouldn't Jumping. know because we don't have cameras. <laughs> Put the microphone outside. So, what do you think of Haiku Book Club? Uh, I just love them. They're awesome. They record right underneath my apartment. Oh my god. Well, oops, that kind of gives away where the studio is. <laughs> And on that note, we are High Key Book Club, where we uh, are a podcast where we book club movies and TV shows. Or a book club where we podcast movies and TV shows. Oh, it, you know, that's some people <laughs> like to think of it that way. We are your hosts. I am Cameron. I'm Zeleni. Hey, Zeleni. How are you doing today? Uh, I always <laughs> ask you that, and that's always what you say. Well, no, I usually say good. Good. I usually say good. But you're but, at? Well, I'm just feeling weird. Anything you want to flesh out? No. Okay. <laughs> Not but at all. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, but I really like this movie. It's one of my faves, and it's surprising we haven't covered it yet, because we're both big fans. I think... We've pe- definitely wanted to cover it in the past. Yeah, we just watched it, and then that week it didn't happen. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe we went to the movies or something, because sometimes... We'll watch something old and then we'll go to the movies for yeah. something. It was probably like Oscars week or something. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, we, we're both big fans. And I think it's a big, like in our age group who were around the age of the kids when they were, when the movie came out, I think we all really like that. Most of us like that movie. For sure. I came into this movie a little late. I have to be honest. Oh, really? I did. I, you uh, didn't watch it back then? I did. I actually, I saw it in theater and oh. I remember thinking, oh, sure, this is great. Awesome. But it didn't have an immediate, I wouldn't say, impression on me. And I think it was partly because I looked at rock and roll in this way that it's like what my mu- mom listened to. Oh, That's what my like parents listened cool. to. Not cool. Like well, old. but this movie made it really cool. Well, I agree. <laughs> and, and I think that's part of its charm and great character. But I couldn't um, embrace and accept that at that point in my life. I wasn't ready to. How old were you? It was 2003. Yeah, so I was 12. Okay, you were too cool for school. I was super cool. This is like... (laughs) 50 cent era usher oh. you know into club <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was that yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> kind of era <laughs> so i was really into that for better or for worse and <laughs> usher. 
uh, it wasn't until my freshman year <laughs> of <laughs> high school when my friends were starting to make jokes and inside references to it. Wow. And then I, <laughs> I I gave it another look at that point so I could be in on the joke. And then lo and behold, I loved it again. And sure enough, it holds up even to this day. It's just all of the jokes are so clean and crisp and good. It's a, it, Acting is great. And it just has a charm to it, too. It yeah. also kind of plays into its campiness and knows it a little bit to a degree and uh, but also kind of just like keeps it real. Which is Linklater's kind yes. of... Which Stamp the, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where his style comes in. I right. Think. So you, Linklater? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who that? Richard. Richard Linklater? Richard Linklater. Yeah. He a local. A local to Austin, Texas. And uh, he directed Dazed and Confused, if you don't know. That was his... Indie bi- success. Yeah, that was his big break, I would say. For sure. It's ironic because it was like a little movie. It was. It was just one of those like indie ones that goes kind of big and cult classic. It kind of got lucky in the era that it was Yeah. Released, and it also was McConaughey's big break. That's right. So it, was That's kinda, like, it was like a combined big break. Thanks to <laughs> right this, that movie that we kind of got all right, all right, all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say School of Rock is probably one of his, if not his biggest commercial success. Richard Linklater. Uh, he's probably had. You think? Something else. Like what? Boyhood. More commercially successful. I, I was gonna say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. There's yeah. not that many. I mean. <laughs> I mean, he also directed what that big patriotic movie recently. I think called Last Man Standing. Something like that. I Last think, Flag Standing. I bet School of Rock is still his highest grossing. It broke records for something. Oh. Do you want to elaborate? Sure. <laughs> it did break records, uh, budget wise, or I mean. <laughs> Box office wise, uh, you want to guess the budget? Uh, sure. I would have been maybe. Well, so those music rights couldn't have been cheap. It was a, honestly the budget overall is not too big, but maybe it all went to the rights. Was it around thirty million? Yeah, thirty-five. All right. Yeah, I was um, thinking thirty to forty. Yeah, perfect. And box office worldwide is all I have in my head. Um, you know, I would guess this movie made probably around 150 million. 130. 130. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right in the range. All right. Um, I could be an analyst. Yeah, you could. <laughs> what if I made a career you like could. projecting? You just show them their high key <laughs> reel. <laughs> but yeah, so it it was very successful. Double, tripled, whatever the budget and. Uh, it became the highest grossing musical themed comedy oh. of all time at the time. And what broke it breaks my heart because it was a bad movie, sadly. In 2015, the record got broken by Pitch Perfect 2, which I love Pitch Perfect a lot. The first one. And I, when I first started reading that, I figured, oh, the first one, you know, because that one was amazing. But no, the second one was trash. So it's just embarrassing. It's just one of those like sequel hype things. But I'm pretty sure I contributed. That's not. <laughs> well, everyone, you heard it here, y'all. <laughs> everyone had high expectations and it was trash. Just one of those gimmicky sequels that's just like, let's just show everything from the first one and your characters oh. again. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. What? Let's just show like everything from the waist up or something like that. No, <laughs> no, I don't know anything about Pitch Perfect, so I don't know. We literally watched it together. We did not. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did not. Which, which, 
bitch. We did. I forced you. Oh, that's why. Oh, my God. I tuned it out completely. I was like, I don't. I never wanted to watch this. Well, we watched it. You don't know anything about Anna Kendrick. She she plays with the cup and she, you know, there's the guy in the record store or not the radio station and they're stacking CDs. And is it Fred Armisen? No, wait, what? It's Anna Kendrick. I know who's at the radio store, though. Just the other guy, the guy from, I don't know what he's on, but. Okay, never mind. It's not important. I don't remember like usual. The guy from, he became really famous on Broadway. (laughs) He was a supporting, he was a magician. (laughs) Rebel Wilson. Anybody? What is it? Uh, Ring any bells? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm all over the map on this one. Wow. Wow. Pitch Perfect 2 broke it, and that's a shame. It is a shame. But it took a while. Well, you know what? That means they need to come out with School of Rock 2. Yeah, it could beat it. <laughs> <laughs> to beat Pitch Perfect 2. We saw... Does Pitch Perfect 2 still hold the record? I think so, yeah. Urgh. I know. What Those about pitches. A, what about A Star is Born? You, you didn't like my joke? <laughs> no, they make that in the trailer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been done the pitches are bad yeah basically (laughs) that's the trailer for the second one (laughs) pitch please you could be their marketing person yeah okay sorry i'm done wow what was your question i'm surprised the star is born didn't break it maybe Oh it's no! Not a it's comedy. not a comedy. <laughs> Never mind. That that's the comedy. Okay, okay. You're, you're funny, right? That's a drama. Okay, different, different. Yeah, because then there's like Miz and all that shit. Okay, like competing for drama. Yeah, there's plenty of drama. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But School of Rock is a comedy. Yes, very much. And it's a good one. It is. Jack it did, Black. So it made you laugh? Oh, a lot. I loved it. I mean, I was exactly their age. When it came out. Did it make you want to play any music? I was nine. Did you want to start a band? Well, I wanted to before that. And I've told this story. You have? But... You'd have to go back into the Heike archives? It's not... I don't think it was on Heike, actually. But it's okay. Okay. I... When I was young, I watched a a kid soap opera novella that had a band of kids. That was earlier. That was when I was like five. Pre-school of rock. Yeah. And I was, and I was definitely wanted to start a band and I did technically, but I didn't know how to play anything or sing or anything and no one wanted to be in it. And it was sad. So (laughs) I never, I did. I think school of rock probably inspired me to take some guitar lessons. You took guitar lessons? I did, but I was not good. Girl, I never heard about that. I was like eight or nine or however old. Acoustic guitar? Yeah. But then I moved. Uh, moved cities and i didn't have it's lessons like, anymore music rock lessons are in trend now oh never in the next no year i not. mean i was into it uh and it you was just moved. it was acoustic too it oh, was cool. it wasn't but it hurts your rock. fingers yeah i mean i was into it it just i'm not i've never been very musically talented wise which is weird i should be did I feel you, like. <laughs> you should <laughs> i mean did you try to play any songs I don't remember. I just took lessons and then we moved like a few months later. If you could take lessons. Oh, (laughs) don't try to sell me your lessons. (laughs) No, I'm just what? I'm not selling you anything. I'm not not a music lesson salesman. Are you sure? I'm sure. I left that life. That's like your whole job. That's that's in my past. (laughs) A few years. Anyway, uh, we just moved away and I didn't have lessons in the new city I was in. I don't know why. My my parents were my mom's busy, 
moving. <laughs> I don't know. If you could take music lessons now, what songs would you try to learn? The less I know, the better. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that's not. That's Damn not. The less I know, the better. I wouldn't do it by song. I, it's just so. It, it's so expensive, honestly, for me. And I'm just not talented. And you have to buy the instrument. That's a lot. I've always wanted to do piano if I went back to instrument, not guitar. Mm. You're making me realize that there should be. I should have. Uh, there. I needed to know like this upfront costs associated with well, the, learning music. <laughs> that's offline conversation. But anyway. Uh, but anyway, it did inspire me to be a little musical, but it just didn't work out really long term. I mean, you got to think about it. Like in the setting of this movie, it's in this kind of prestigious school where they just happen oh, to all have money and access to these. Yeah. I feel like that's why I didn't get into music as yeah. kind of much. Like when I look around at my peers who are like my age, but really, really good and had been since oh, high school, yeah, yeah. I just look at them and all of those that were there were all people that had instruments in their houses for yeah. like a long Pianos time since they were kids. Drum sets, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, I knew people like that too. Like I never saw like a recording studio until I was probably yeah. like 18, Fancy years keyboards. Old. Yeah. Yeah, girl. I used to be in that, in that circle. And yeah, they have all the instruments and they're talented, but it's like, cause they've been doing it forever. Well, if I ever have kids, I'm going to make sure they have all of the wah wah pedals that they want. If. Oh. <laughs> it's not a high key conversation. No. Um, well, so unless you have any other tantalizing facts uh, that wouldn't spoil School of Rock for anybody before right. we move on, uh, maybe we can start uh, summarizing the movie and. Well. Share some thoughts. Talk a little bit. Rock and roll. Hmm? I was going to say something. Oh, I was nine when it came out. So I was right their age. You said that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I have all these points in my head. I haven't referenced my notes. Yeah, you're going to be listening back on this and be like, he was right. Uh, No, I I believe you. (laughs) Okay. Just checking my notes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we can move on. Girls, what I done been said. I know. I'm just... I'm just confirming. Well, thank you. I'm glad. Do what magic man do, not what magic man say. Say what? Now, can I please have the attention of the class? Dun, dun. Today's assignment is... Kick some ass! No, that's not what it is. What? Is it? Yeah, there's. they say kick some ass. I thought it said it's the man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? You can't be serious. I am serious. Oh that's my God. I no. That's what I thought it said. Because <laughs> the man, you know, they talked about that in the last the man. <laughs> Oh my god! The man, not a man. I know that's what I said. The okay, man. Okay, I thought it was the man. That was the assignment. Oh my! That no. was the, the man. Ass, the assignment is kick some ass. I thought it was the man. <laughs> I can't believe this. I, I kind of believe you. Because that was one of that our favorite sense. parts to reference back in high school. Wow. Okay. Well, I know. I, I believe you. I believe you. It's just I, the the man is a recurring theme. <laughs> 
I thought it was like the final. <laughs> While yes, the man is a recurring philosophical <laughs> theme <laughs> in <laughs> School of Rock that we're so grateful Mike White slipped in. <laughs> they said kick some ass. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, uh, you learn something new about School of Rock every day. That's so funny though because it kind of touches on how in rock music, especially classic rock. You can't hear it. Well, or you can't understand it. Yeah, you can't understand <laughs> like the lyrics and little vocals. What do you vocals? mean classic rock music? It's the same thing in fucking rap in uh, rock now. Like Tame and Paul, you can't understand what Tame and Kevin's saying. Okay, I give you that. It's the truth. But it's yeah, it, it, so it's been going on. It's and been, we it's, have rap, which is also yeah, hard it's to a understand. generational old problem. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Right. So it's just funny. <laughs> I wonder if they played it backwards. What did it, what does it sound like then? <laughs> <laughs> I should play that and see what it says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what do you? Uh, I want to ask you since you're a big fan. <laughs> do you think does Jack Black give you some Jim Carrey energy? Oh, totally. Right. Totally. He's without like, a doubt. He re- he reminds. I I feel like he comes the closest. To I would say so. Jim Carrey's energy. That's probably why I like him so much. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, he's very energetic and just very like Jim Carrey, like cartoonish with his facial expression. Absolutely. And naturally and funny and Um around the same age too. Maybe Jack Black's a little younger. Yeah, I feel like he's you I think they're different generations. You think? No. No. Oh, okay. Well I think they're roughly around the same gen, but I think Jim's probably a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I, I had Maybe they're different gens. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it before this rewatch, this rewatch. I was like, oh, he's giving me a little Jim Carrey. I feel that <laughs> this time. Absolutely. He's so physically um, energetic. Yes. And his facial expressions, like you said, the, so the eyebrow <laughs> iconic scene. Well, That's exactly. Iconic, that the eyebrow going back and forth. It is. And so you and I, we, we uh, watched School of Rock today, but... From Nickelodeon. Well, hold on, hold on, back up. So Nickelodeon in 2016, actually in 20, 2008-ish, or I don't know, somewhere in, in there um, between the, well, whatever. Andrew Lloyd Webber bought the rights to make it a Broadway musical, and he did. So it's a Broadway musical. And then in 2016, Nickelodeon bought some rights or something <laughs> and to make it a kids tv show which i had never really heard about i just saw it on hulu thinking it was the movie one time and the picture was like some rando kids and i was <laughs> like oh shit this is not what i thought it was and definitely not what you thought it was well and i didn't click it i just was like oh i guess they made a show at some point but yeah it was in 2016 and it ran for three seasons which i cannot believe how it managed to. I don't survive. know how it got the three episodes. But yeah, we watched the pilot on Hulu. It's on Hulu if you're interested. Uh, it's a very good case study in like comparing the same material and the quality yes. in media. Because sometimes it's hard to know for me too, especially like when something's bad, bad, or you know, can't be or intentional or I don't know. It's it's weird, but this is a really good t- case study in like something that's amazing. And quality, and then something that's... The source. Yeah, this... Well, no, no, the the movie. Right, the, the source. Well, the source is the material, like the script. If you will. I, I consider saying, the movie is like the original, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but one is really good quality and one is very bad, but with the same material. So it's kind of like you can really see the difference, especially in the script. If you want to know like good script versus bad script, because that's hard to know, especially if you're a writer or want to write or anything. It's hard to know what a good script is, <laughs> but that's like an amazing comparison because they have a lot of the same like scenes. Absolutely. But like the script is so it's elementary. The same, it's the same main story beats. Yeah. Well, it's elementary. Is it elementary or middle school? It's elementary. Okay. But it, yeah. It's elementary in a bad way. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the script in the show. So they have a lot of the same interactions. It doesn't translate well onto TV. Well, I think, I it, think it could it, it could have if it was like but it just, it, on a real network, like on a non-kid's It's on network. a kid's network. But that's the thing. I, I make the argument that Nickelodeon back in the day was good. There was a lot of really good Like they could have done better than this. Yeah. Maybe because it was younger because they're like younger the kids are. But all the teen shows I watched on Nick were good. Like, yeah, they were cheesy, but they were good still. I don't know. It's like they were still enrapturing. I'm thinking Drake and Josh, Zoe 101. Even iCarly a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny, Miranda Cosgrove, who plays Summer, is a big Nickelodeon star. Or, like, she came from Nickelodeon. Hmm. Well, not not for School of Rock, but after. She was in Dragon Josh, and she was iCarly. She was Carly. <laughs> I'm glad School of Rock gave her that stepping stone. She's really nice, actually. Like, I saw a video of her with Josh Peck, because he's a vlogger now. And <laughs> she just seemed really chill. It was so that's weird. who plays Summer? Yeah. Yeah, she she had a long career in Nickelodeon, long career and lucrative. Well, so I was just yeah, and that's how that was. I wanted to say that they reshot that same scene of uh, the main character finding the kids playing music in the school and uh, with shot through the window where yeah. Jack Black's character originally did the eyebrow movement so that it, is it, iconic. Yeah, uh, it, which is like a gif, isn't it? Well, I'm sure, but it's not something used really that i see often oh. but it's only be. in my circle of friends oh my god wow what? yeah so this is the part where uh they're in classical music class and he hears them from afar and goes peeping at the door and sees them be skilled mm-hmm. but like the difference from the movie the original scene to the <laughs> tv show is just so bad yes it's just he's like creepily smiling no yeah. eyebrow movements and he, and he says out loud what the expression is supposed to say. He's like, I think I know a, a way that I can teach these kids. <laughs> like he says that out loud. It's as like he's that's watching. what Jack Black's eyebrows were yeah. saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's so amazing. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Jack Black has that uh, eyebrow? Uh, what do you call it? Eyebrow waving. Yeah. Uh, eyebrow on, wave. You think he has it on his resume? <laughs> no. <laughs> He doesn't have a resume. I they felt like know. that's what Jim Carrey was known for, too, and had to have it on his resume. They, they know who Jack Black and Jim Carrey are. It's just, that's what you have to do if you're a TV comedian. Maybe, like it's, on, maybe it's on his reel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the actor version of Eyebrow compilation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at my eyebrow work. <laughs> it's true, though. But brow work. They, all don't the need, they don't need that. They're, they're big stars, and Jack Black was a big star for this. He was kind of like that a-list yeah and the story was written for him by mike white that's very lucky who plays ned schneebly i was wondering if he does and i was wondering if jack black was like a-list at this point yet i feel like this was like maybe one of the first if not the first 
film that kind of got him to a full leading maybe, role. Maybe, but I think he was already pretty famous. And that that's how they were making it seem, maybe. I mean, I knew he did Shallow Hal before this. Oh, but that was big. I even was a fan, and I was like six. We should, maybe that, we should cover Shallow Hal. Oh, it's bad. The like, movie? Yeah, well, no, it's not bad. Uh, well, I liked the movie. No, it's problematic as fuck. Like in every sense. I can imagine. Like it's it's one of those that like did not age well. Really? In the slightest. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Bad. Like super sexist. Oh, I know that. At least from the main character. Well, yeah, but the message, I don't know. It's not a good, it's problematic. He ends up accepting her, right? No? Well, but it's, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, sorry to burst your bubble. No, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, but that's what I'm saying before that. And they also had mentioned that in the behind the scenes that video that we had watched it was that Jack Black kind of came from an adult film comedy yeah. world before doing School of Rock. So this is kind of his first child children's movie, family friendly. Yeah. And I think I was saying maybe it helped uh, steer him towards Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda, which I feel like might be one of his most lucrative Oh, at, without a doubt, for sure. <laughs> yeah, even though it was just his voice, but it was a. I mean, it was it's a big, huge though. Yeah, it was a big franchise, a yeah. big win for DreamWorks. I definitely enjoyed the Kung Fu Panda movies. Absolutely, so me did too. my mom. Yeah, <laughs> no, me too. They're really, really good. Yeah, they are. Uh, he helped also <laughs> just give more work for these actors that are kind of eight, like his generation of actors. Um, for Kung Fu Panda, mm-hmm. yeah. In I terms mean, of the ensemble, they're fine. I mean, that's just, I I like to think about that um, because if you really think about it, a lot of, there's a a generation of actors that are getting to an age where they're not as like screen friendly. Especially women. Yeah. Because it's a hard thing over women over a certain age to get cast in any Oh my God, we were watching the comeback. Oh my God. Let's not talk about the comeback. We can make its own podcast. Oh God. When we're done, because that's like an amazing show to overanalyze. But anyway, it's true. <laughs> School of Rock, Jack uh, Black. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, we kind of, kind of got ahead of ourselves. I was gonna just say that I think that that happens when he notices them in the classroom around maybe the uh, first act turning point. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of bridging us into the main plot, which yeah. is, oh wow, I need to make a band now. I can. Uh, which propels the movie forward. It's irreversible at that point. Uh-huh. So, okay, but yeah. we are going to reverse just to get up to speed with, I guess, how we got there. Well, I'm definitely not going to summarize because okay. I don't, <laughs> because you get in the details. But <laughs> well, I can, I mean, Dewey Finn is an aspiring rock star that has been rocking for maybe longer. He's a typical rock. Too much detail. <laughs> oh, God, too much detail. Anyway. Yeah, he's a slob. And I think we should go into. Can't make um, rent, doesn't have a job. And so. We, get, we have to explain. I No, people know School of Rock if you're in the spoiler part. This is the spoiler part. So <laughs> uh, I, I just want to go over the three characters, and I think that sets up well because I think they're they're cool characters. We have Dewey Finn, which you just described. <laughs> we, we're, we're past that. He's jobless. He's jobless, and he hasn't paid rent. And then we have... Um, <laughs> He's squatting with a best friend. Yes, Ned Schneebly. Ned Ned Schneebly. <laughs> and uh Patty. <laughs> his wife. He's not just his girlfriend. Oh, I guess, yes. You also compared me to Patty, which oh. was very rude. Well Oh my god, I'm not Patty. I know, I'm sorry. I just feel like sometimes that's how you are about helping me get my life together. <laughs> well, 
She means well, except at the <laughs> end. Except at the end. Yeah, she kind of goes. She did totally call the popo. I would never call the police. Okay, would you call the police w- on my best friend that's squatting here with us? Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want a squatter here. You're right. I am Patty. <laughs> Anyway, Sarah Silverman, this is like the main thing I know her from, which is I don't it? know if it's wrong or right, but I like her in this a lot. I love her. The, I mean, this is what made me like her. Good supporting. Which I was mean, a it, long time ago. It also like made kind of typecasted her in my head as the evil bitch. That's true. A little bit. But then she played the girl in the Wreck-It Ralph, which I didn't like her in that. Mm. But I loved her in School of Rock. <laughs> it's voice acting yeah but they're I not the like the voice oh. <laughs> i hated it you, didn't, you hated her i, I hate, know you hated penelope von schweitz's li- voice literally go back to the podcast of the and you'll hear me say that <laughs> i talked about it and mm-hmm. i i think i said in that that i liked her in school of rock but anyway so we have patty who is is she's the, <laughs> she's the instigator trying to get him to pay his rent and get a job which good on her and Ned is like a pushover and he's just letting Dewey just sit there and sleep. Mm-hmm. So, But he's a substitute teacher. Yeah, Ned is. Basically, he becomes, Dewey becomes an imposter for a job that was called in for Ned at their home. And I think I, I'm obsessed with the relationship. And oh, I know it's just like a cool little detail in the screenplay as to like why it's a good screenplay it's complete oh it's just because the line uh why don't you sell one of your guitars you know early on Mm -hmm. and then you know he says his famous line you know would you tell picasso to sell his guitars yes that line (laughs) (laughs) amazing um but then when we cut back it's when he's on the phone trying to sell his guitar yeah and then he gets a bad you know response on that so then he hangs up is pacing around and then a call comes back on and then that's what he picks up the phone he's more desperate yeah it's just like a cool you know it wasn't just like starting the scene of him eating cereal and then the phone rings you know the more thought went into it well it shows he's starting to make an effort Mm -hmm. but then like he goes down an unethical way Mm -hmm. because he's sort of driven to that but also he's unethical a little bit <laughs> a, a, a little bit <laughs> yeah so this is literally identity theft <laughs> yeah he did a lot of illegal things which on this rewatch i was noticing a lot more because i'm older <laughs> but yeah. yeah so i i'm obsessed with the dynamic between him and principal mullins joan cusack who is an amazing i feel like she she just has that um, she's an amazing like straight man and uh, <laughs> to his like crazy <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I love that dynamic that he's just crazy and she's just like super serious. And uh, I love that. Like their whole speech in the hall, like the talk in the hallway. I don't know. So it's a good like counterbalance. It's for an characters. amazing balance. Yeah. Like I just, I love that dynamic. How And cast really well too. Yeah, she, exactly. I love, I love her. She's, I've seen her in a few things. <laughs> yeah, she's famous too. So yeah, he comes in as a substitute teacher. He's just trying to get a paycheck. But then we have the mo- the eyebrow moment, which is when he finds out they have musical talent and he gets the idea for them to to use them to make a band to compete and battle the bands and get the prize money. The whole goal is the prize money of that that contest. And he at the beginning he becomes 
bandless. He gets kicked out of his band um, because they want to compete in battle of the bands, and he they want to take it seriously. Yeah, they want to take it seriously, and they kick him out even though he started it. Very Steve Jobs Apple moment. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, you think you can kick me out of the band? <laughs> And that becomes a song, which is another, uh, it's just full of like, maybe they're just iconic to me because I know it by heart, but like the the part where he makes up the whole song, the, but the legend, the legend of, of the, the rent was way past due. <laughs> it's so genius. <laughs> it is. It's very rem- reminiscent of his tenacious D qualities. Oh, for sure. Well, cause this is a musical movie and that was his musical group. Exactly. Uh, so it makes sense. He pulled. Did you that. listen to any Tenacious D? Uh, maybe it's hard. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's, so that was part of, uh, maybe everything's kind of coming full circle to me now because <laughs> I remember in my freshman year, I was also learning about Tenacious D for the first time. And they were talking about school of rock. I guess just like one of my best friends really loved Jack Black. Um, <laughs> is Andy Samberg the Jack Black of now? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. It's hard because we associate him so much with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but think of like a pop star movie we saw. Do you remember watching that? No. (laughs) The the movie where he played, it's like a fake, it's a mockumentary. Oh, I remember that movie's great. Yeah, it was. It it was pretty good. Like everybody's (laughs) in it. (laughs) Yes. It's amazing. So that's more, I'm just thinking because of the Lonely Island and that. That reminds me of. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little bit so. A little I bit. just, I just, I think right now he's in his Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Thing, and we don't see him. Hopefully, as he much. goes on to do some acting after this. He's old though. Did you know that? <laughs> and they're all old. Well, he's old. <laughs> I mean, he's he, probably like forty-ish, almost forty. He's forty. He's forty. He's definitely above forty. You think so? I know so. Oh. People always post on Twitter. Can you believe he's forty? Yeah. And picture of him. <laughs> they do a good job with his makeup no he's looks well i don't know <laughs> maybe he probably has botox and all that uh yes you know everyone in hollywood never mind <laughs> <laughs> that's a conversation <laughs> oh man this podcast episode's been full of tangents it has but they're mostly on topic it's good we always get back on track yes uh i have some notes yeah, I was just realizing, I guess so, like, uh, I was learning about Tenacious D and oh, yeah. School of Rock, and then I think this was also when the Tenacious D movie was coming out, The Pick of Destiny. Did you ever see The Pick no. of Destiny? <gasps> we should. We should. Okay. We definitely should, because it's so ridiculous. It, it, it's super bad, but it's super good. And Nacho Libre was the oh, other one. Oh, I had definitely seen that. So it was kind of like a peak Jack Black kind of time, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that that was also kind of when I had my School of Rock renaissance, which it was only like three, two, sense. three years old. It's in like in your consciousness. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was just obsessed with it. I think I saw it in theaters like three times. Three times? Yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed. I get very obsessive, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> I mean, it's good to be obsessed about yeah. rock. <laughs> yeah so beyond his goal is to get them to compete in battle of bands and the rest of the movie is them rehearsing in secret for battle of bands and then at the end everything going crazy with the parents finding out ned and patty finding out and the cops finding out 
and the final concert happening. So it's a big climax of like the final concert, and then everyone watches the concert and is like, "Oh, never mind. This is awesome. I'm mad, but it's also like, how cool is this?" So. Hmm. <laughs> mad. I'm a furious. And they finally, which is a really nice resolution at the end, that they both, because Ned was already like he was on the path to being an educator, and Dewey also really enjoyed educating the the music part of school <laughs> uh so they they have their own little apartment studio yeah school. studio school and that's really sweet that's a, that's a really sweet ending that makes sense and it's happy <laughs> so it's a great screenplay it's an amazing screenplay and, and that seeing that awful pilot sorry i feel really bad because a lot of people work on these shows and you know it's their job and stuff so i'm sorry kids tv is a whole beast so I feel bad. Sorry to bash the pilot of School of Rock, but the the show. But it was just like the script was so. It was like, <laughs> you know, in the in the original, uh, Jack Black gives Dewey Finn gives all of them like cool nicknames, mm-hmm. and in the in the pilot, he's like he he takes role and he's like, okay, I'm gonna give all of you cool nicknames. He says that out <laughs> loud and then points. It's like it starts doing it, and it's like. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say that. You just you can just do it. <laughs> Who wrote that? Uh, I hope. I wonder if it was Mike White. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I hope not. Do they have to? Do, is that like a prerequisite for kids shows? I think so. It, we've definitely talked about that. I think even way back in our High School Musical podcast and stuff, how they have to say like, "I'm sad now." You know, I'm. I'm going to do this. I found a way, a new way to teach them. And it's like they have to tell us because they're aiming for kids that don't know how to read facial expressions or actions. I think it's bad. Like, I think that at the end of the day, it kind of like dumbs us down a well, little bit. That's a whole conspiracy. Of I mean, its it, own. <laughs> it could have like some bad effects in the long term. I think so. I mean, I think. Because it, it, it forces like us not to think Not more. to analyze. Right. But, yeah, that's only something you will learn in, like, English class, which I don't like that we only learn that through English and reading. Like, I get the importance of reading, and I did a lot of it. I did a lot of reading as growing up, but I also hated English class. And that's the only place I would talk about these analyzing and themes and all that crap. But it's like, why couldn't we have just watched shows or done different forms of media or listened to like a, an audio story i don't know there's just so many different ways to consume a story that it's like why did we have to just read it in these old like i get it it's history i don't know it's just i feel conflicted but i feel like yeah we're not really taught to analyze things beyond old texts in school and especially considering the arts and how the arts aren't even included in that conversation as much as as just generally as they should be yeah well i this was also part of the message of this movie yeah i would say so really enforcing the importance of the arts and Mm -hmm. the skills that can teach you about a lot of things i wonder if there have been any studies about how like after this movie maybe more schools i remember rock programs and stuff like that (laughs) Maybe I remember they the that commercial at the beginning. I remember that as distinctly as the movie itself, and it's a commercial for like arts education and oh, or music education, interesting. And, and how music helps the kids. Like, 
Yeah, they thought of all the angles, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, so that was cool. I, I mean, I just, that that always played before the movie. Oh, I, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I just played it so many times. <laughs> Importance of the arts, that's a very good message. It really is. What are some other messages in this movie? Well, <laughs> um, it's very wholesome. It is. I Well, I like how throughout the screenplay, it gives us a character that we can really, I think, relate to, but you know, and empathize a little bit with. But also... Well, like, he's scruffy, and it's like, I think... <laughs> no, uh, he's... The we thing have is, hope for him. Like, we, I think we see the potential. Well, I think he's likable and charismatic, yes. so we, we root for him, but we also see, like, come on, get it together. Like, yeah. we want him like to... Like, we're hopeful for him yeah. to really uh, turn his life around yeah but then we also get so then we get invested in the stakes that he set up in the situation well right? yeah because it's super illegal it's yeah scary. and so everything starts building up because he is getting pressure from this direction that direction he gets pressure from the parent teacher day yeah which is why i think is like <laughs> well, really that, the big one well, that is like kind of the, the quiet sleeping conflict yeah well that's like the what is it when like the thing that spurs the whole action of the end Right. The inside, no, it's not, it's not the inciting incident. No. that's early. It's well, like, in a way, it, it kind of is. Well, because like, what is that turning point at the end where it's like shit storm? You know. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> the turning, no. Yeah, I mean, there's a second turning point where there really is no going back, and like, or everything. like the. Well, not the low it's like, point. Because sometimes that's it's like when... the second inciting incident, which they do have. <laughs> well, I would say that's something like that. Mm-hmm. And we have, uh, we noticed the parallel foreshadowing scene where he's running down the hall with the guitars, bringing him in at the beginning after the eyebrow thing. And then which <laughs> Sunshine of Your Love is playing in the background during oh, okay. by Cream. And then <laughs> when he's getting crucified by the yes. parents he's running out with his two guitars Which, i don't know how he got that away <laughs> like that was something yeah, else he, that always that's maybe that's a coincidence <laughs> yeah it's like i never knew how he got out of that and, and he gets were, back at the house he's like eating cereal yeah, when they get back there were cops there yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> hmm. he somehow had time to grab maybe, his guitars and run yeah maybe he didn't have any like official thing to arrest him for i don't know but he did have like the fake identity thing and all those parents well the parents whatever but like can you get arrested for impersonating someone that that way falsifying yeah i guess so it was the 2000s (laughs) i don't know no i don't know but (laughs) it's pretty funny to see that that they failure to self-identify they called back (laughs) i really like this line from when they almost get caught by the principal. See, they always have that pr- the principal thing. Like, that's kind of the Oh, that's one of the, the tug risk. and pull. Yeah. Yeah, one of the constant, like, oh, is she going to catch him? Because mm-hmm. she gets really close a lot. Well, like, just on that note, I've, yeah. every time I watch this movie, I know that it happens at some point that she's about to come down the hallway. But yeah. it always happens so much later than I expect it to because there's always these like moments when they're having a like classroom moment or something where it feels like they're that part's about to come up, but it never comes up when I think it does. It always comes so much later. So anyways, <laughs> it's when they go out to the audition. Yes. Yeah. And which is funny. They do the whole, well, it's not funny. Well, it is, but it's like the disease 
Yes. Stick it to the man. Neosis. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Yes. And that's one that I like. I didn't get the first few times. Yeah, when I, I feel like I didn't. Like I watched I, it. I didn't get it recently, but also I didn't get it a lot for a while. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's, it's subtle, clever. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, sounds serious or whatever." Yeah, that's how I would have been too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's <laughs> it. Stick it's it funny. to the man, Eosis. <laughs> <laughs> Running theme. Stick it to the band. Exactly. That's why they and say they're like at the literally end. doing it to the battle of the band people, right? That are being the man I to l- them, saying I they can't that. audition. That's a good message too. Recurring themes. Stick it to the man. Yes, uh, absolutely. There's like no movie that could ever be made today that will honestly put that in their messaging. Uh, what? I feel like it's conspiracy. A little bit. <laughs> no, it it's to not totally man. true though. I mean, we definitely have like sorry to bother you kind of movies that stick it to the man but it's cool to apply to kids because people forget that kids also have the man of their own you know (laughs) to stick it to yeah so like it seems not serious to, to an adult like oh you're little kid problems huh but it's like you know he he validates them and their struggles and lets them have an outlet to stick it to whatever is bothering them yep. you know oh my god and then and the you used to be able to do that but then the man ruined that too with a little bit called mtv nothing little thing called mtv he's bitter for sure <laughs> but he's right he's yes. right about, he's right about everything sadly. i think that's the most brilliant like short one minute speech yeah i mean it's true i mean art has always been rooted in some rebellion i feel like that's probably in some like viral inspirational video like one minute (laughs) you're like one minute inspiration for the day and it's like Uh that clip from school (laughs) it's a good one (laughs) yeah well kind of it's 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 a cynical one oh for sure but it's like it also that's what's so beautiful about it right it's cynical but it's like it makes you want to make something just to you start to i think at that point you uh we realize that he he isn't as like dumb and stupid as he looks on the surface yeah you know it's like oh he's he has chosen this lifestyle and this is because this is his mentality and this is his firm belief that he firmly believes (laughs) that's true yeah he's so passionate he's kind of a purist he's a rock purist yes Um, that's a great way to put it (laughs) and yeah when there's a lot of people like that with all kinds of arts and well, we have the the mean dad of Zach, which yes. I, I totally had a crush on Zach. Really? Growing up. growing up. The guitarist? Yes. He's my type. Moody. Not Freddie. No, gross. Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying he reminds us of Malfoy. Yes. And his friend is literally Crab. Yes. I think it's Crab. Or, <laughs> they I, look I, so similar. We need to put like a, a face-to-face <laughs> comparison. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. I'll, I'll try to find First year that. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, for Sorcerer sure. Stone. Yeah. Sorcerer Stone but Malfoy. But Malfoy, Malfoy has like the, the hair though in this. Oh. It's all like slicked back. <laughs> maybe the second one. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But anyway, it just, he's very Malfoy. He has that energy for sure. So I like Zach. He's hairy. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the redhead. Oh, interesting. The redhead guy. Oh, he, he's right. Ron. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> he's he, a redhead. He's on the um, uh, light board he, duty. He's a roadie. Okay, yeah. Oh my God. In the, in the, in the microphone <laughs> in the pilot you didn't see this but 
they just have like a jam session out of nowhere at at the end of the the pilot of the show. I mean, what kind of school of rock would it be without a jam <laughs> session at the end? Well, but it's a very they do what I like about you, but rock. We saw it in classical, classical instruments. Yes. <laughs> we didn't get to the part. Well, he didn't. And um <laughs> <laughs> they do what I like about you with the rock instruments and they bring out they like he like calls to one of the random kids. He's like okay now the smoke machine and they bring out the smoke machine in the classroom and they're just they're just smoke oh <laughs> and it's like you gotta build to that yeah you, no build just no build. all splash right it <laughs> they literally jump to the, the to the fight at the end which is an, kind of the emotional moment where they go pick him up but they're they're kind of mad at him or you know they're disappointed he was fake he was lying to them mm. and he has the apology speech at, on the bus he's like i'm sorry i lied yes, yes yeah it's not cool to lie your band let's go we're gonna be late there's no time for apologies let's go let's get rocking <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they do that in the pilot of the show <laughs> that kind of moment yeah i need to see that because that's crazy no they already did it you saw it in the bus no, it wasn't on a bus. Yeah, so I, I okay. But it was the same speech. It was like, "I'm sorry, I lied." Right. It was the same lines, just a little, you know, condensed. In and, different setting. Yeah, and yeah, not so good. <laughs> and oh, in the show, the the dad, the Zach, he's like, "My dad says music should only be boring. <laughs> like it's not no subtlety, like." It's not like, oh, my dad only tells me to play acoustic or he thinks it's a waste of time, which is what he says. It's like an imply. It's implying <laughs> that classical music is boring. That too. Like that's what I was well, mostly insulted well, by. Well, that's the thing. The show just completely ignores like the messages because it's so like trying over the top to push the one dimensional message that it's like. Rock band. Yeah. It's just like rock bands. Nothing else. <laughs> they assign them really quick. And they, they immediately know all the instruments and the song and how to play to what I like There's about you. There's honestly no buildup There's like whatsoever. no arc. Yeah. It makes no sense. Sorry. It's, it's literally just like a presentation of this happening. This happens. Yeah. This happens. We're talking about the show. Yes. The 2016 show. Yeah. Can we stop talking about the show? Sorry. I'm just... <laughs> it was so bad. Yes. <laughs> and not in the bad Established. Like. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. I just think it's funny. It's a good comparison. It's amazing. The the original. And oh, and the show takes place in Austin. That's the last thing. <laughs> Which I wonder if Mr. Link later had anything to do with that. Maybe Mr. that that was his producer. O- that was his only input. Like right. just make it in Austin. So they stop bugging me. <laughs> oh no, I doubt they made it in Austin. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Oh, there was that like, high school though. I meant make it like set. Yeah, let's set it in Austin. Let's make it yeah. be in Austin. <laughs> no, I, it was definitely a lot of yes. 6th Street. <laughs> they show 6th Street. Fake 6th Street. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite lines when they're about to get caught way back in the... Okay. It's like, Miss Lemons heard music coming from the classroom. And he's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? Miss <laughs> Lemons must be on crack, right, kids? <laughs> it's just so like, And then they all nod. They're yeah. like, mm. <laughs> so funny that cracks me um yeah well be that as it may <laughs> it's like do you don't mind if i sit in it, it is the yeah. afternoon i meant now <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my gosh 
And we have the Stevie Nicks moment, which is really fun, where she lets go a little bit, but she starts trusting him, which is bad because he's a liar. So that, um, I had mentioned how uh, that scene at that bar when they get the beers, Mm -hmm. they're playing um, at the beginning of that scene, an early song by the Black Keys. It's maybe, I think it's called 10 a.m. Automatic. It might be a different song they play. Anyway, uh, it's one of the early songs. It was before like the Black Keys was really popular. I mean, this is in 2003 when the movie came out. So I just wanted to like shout out to the School of Rock <laughs> people because they were starting to like, you know, they, they were paying attention to also up and coming rock and roll people. Well, we saw in the behind the scenes, the they too. had that uh, musical consultant guy that would help play and accompany them. And mm. maybe he... He knew what was up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Cool. And, and it's from the era that I like the Black Keys of. So. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Hipster. Ah, uh, yeah. But I'm a Black <laughs> Keys fan. I like his interactions with the other teachers during the lunch period. Oh, my God. Those are hilarious. Yeah. Those are nice little breaks from yes. all of the classroom scenes. And, like, the stress of, like, are they going to get caught? Yeah. Kinda. And it kind of adds to this uh, kind of establishing who he was as a character in the school environment right like really accepted by his teacher peers and so forth yeah he made them laugh Uh, mr s i love that moment when uh zach comes up to him yeah and all the teachers are like wow what'd he do (laughs) yeah and it's like that was a really cool lesson it was a step off lesson which is a step off (laughs) step off yeah, a great lesson. And it was directly kind of towards Zach because he That's right. had seen him in the That's morning. That's right. Oh, what a beautiful sequence. Yeah, he had oh, seen him, wow. like his dad yelling at him and being bully, bullying him. And he was all sad. Because the night before that, or the day before that is when he's handing out all of the music to them mm. to take home. Yeah, his dad's saying, no more rock music. Yeah. Music should be boring. <laughs> no, he doesn't no, say that. No. But and we also have the nice moment with Lawrence. He has his like, I'm not cool. <laughs> and then later he talks about it when he's talking to Ned and he makes no sense. And obviously Summer she's a great actress, Miranda. She she does that bratty thing well and she's so good. And so the group of things. She got assigned as stage manager, which it's just cool of how to think about how for managing a rock band, there are all of these other positions besides the musicians yeah. that they had to fill. I definitely learned, learned about it. It's true. And it's just cool that like they were able to apply that to the classroom setting in, yeah. in a way, kind of give a job to everybody. Yeah. And, also, and then the people that were not happy with their initial offerings that had to like. Well, Tamika is right. the only one. Right? Oh, and Billy. No, there's, yeah. Tamika and Billy. Tamika is a very iconic character. She's super talented and she has her moment where they relate to each other uh, about weight and body issues, which is a big deal. And um, and we saw the reunion and she she's cool. She looked really, really cool. She was on it. And like, I just liked her outfit, her her style, her hair. Like she just looked like a star. (laughs) (laughs) So I was happy to see her and she's still good. (laughs) But yeah, we saw the reunion. It, they're all old. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> reunion concert. I think Jack Black might be getting a little comfortable in that sound booth recording during Kung Fu Panda, if you know what I'm talking. <laughs> no, um, I don't. <laughs> Freddy is like the problem child. 
Uh, what? Freddy's like the problem child. We already talked about him. He's kind of like Malfoy, but not evil. And they're all rich, so he can't make fun of others for being poor. There was a... Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is what a lot of his Harry Potter things are about. Hmm. Everybody's already on an equal playing field. We're all rich here, except for yeah. except for Ned. 15000 Or except for Dewey. $15,000 a year for recess. Yeah, what? <laughs> my my parents don't pay fifteen thousand dollars a year it's for like recess. It's like college, but rich people pay that. <sighs> they do. I always like the one of the groupies. Her name was Eleni, which is really close to my name. <laughs> that did not go unnoticed by me. <laughs> I don't know which one that was. I don't either. <laughs> oh gosh! So the soundtrack of this movie is really cool. Yeah, I, um, I had that too. I had, I had the soundtrack. It's a really good soundtrack. Um, one of the other parts that stands out is the use of a Led Zeppelin song. They rarely give the rights. Right. Um, I, they've been a little bit more relaxed, I think, as they've gotten a little bit older and maybe seen Not more back of, then, though. I saw on the Wikipedia. Oh, no, back then. Yeah, no. Back then, though, they were... That's what That was why this was kind of a big deal, because yeah. um, it's like, whoa, they got Led Zeppelin to uh, offer one of their songs. Like, that's a, it's a good movie. huge deal. It was Immigrant Song. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. one's that one? Sing it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> ah! Okay. Okay, yeah. You know when Jack is driving? Yes, I know the scene. Yes. <laughs> it's so cool. It's almost like in the contract, they were like, okay, it's got to be like an awesome part of the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a very like high point. It is. Um, they succeeded. Yeah, they did. It was they- five million gold stars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't do it for the grade. <laughs> yeah. Summer's great. Yeah, she is. She's really like the, the star of the kids. Like very. <laughs> Hammer of the gods. And she didn't want to. She didn't want to be a groupie. She did not. <laughs> really, the groupies were the marketing team. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were naming and they were T-shirts and they were. Exactly. All the merch. Their PR. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's when they did the school of rock. And are you mad about it? What's the deal with the the I'm not so I'm not I don't know if I'm mad about it. I you just You were definitely I'm, mad about it at the beginning. <laughs> I'm mad when they can't stick to the program. Oh, or like okay, when it when they make such a flub that it is embedded into the exactly what Richard Linklater's issue kind of initially was about it, even though he let it go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like when you've ingrained it into the sequence of filming to say the and it's like you can't replace Basically, or pull it out i don't know if we said the original p- screenplay and everything titles and everything said the school of rock. that's what it was originally called and it became school of rock well everybody last I think, minute last minute i don't know if it was last minute i think it he, sounded last minute i thought he just well. i thought he described it as over time as they were filming everybody started to frequently shorthand refer to it as just as just school of rock school well, but of rock. he said there was already a trailer out with the right thing. so like it was last minute that it became nova the trailer re- thing was the reason why they had to stick uh or no, no, that was the reason why they couldn't uh, CGI out the oh, from the okay, okay. neon. So it was a neon sign um, that spells out the words "the School of Rock" on a club building, and so they filmed that sequence. It's very akin to what I like to do, right? With you know filming yeah, yeah, yeah. the titles. Um, it's fitting. It's like in a bar. It right. Sense. It's good, and it, it's a really great opening title. Oh yeah, sequence, I I remember it always. Mm-hmm. And the dive and yeah. 
But um, we have no. It's like all one shot essentially. Right. But then they cut when they get to the stage. But anyway, uh, so the is embedded in the neon sign, and they would have to CGI it out uh, if they wanted it to say just School of Rock. Um, but since it that was already in the trailer, they just decided to keep that embedded in the movie still, but had decided to move on to officially title the movie School of Rock. <laughs> Because, you know, there's it wasn't called the Titanic. <laughs> right. That was Jack Black's. Jack Black was saying. <laughs> the Forrest Gump. <laughs> the movies don't do well. Well, at first he was saying they do better. Right. They, they're more successful. And then he was like, Titanic. No, those are the ones that bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's ironic because then there was this trend probably around what, like 2005 to 2015, I would say, where they were just trying, like Hollywood was trying to make a movie called or a TV show called the something. It seemed like all over the t- like place, what? like the Americans or the tuxedo. Or the tuxedo. What show is that's that? A Jack, that's a Jackie Chan movie. Oh, I, I think I've seen it actually. <laughs> I so think goofy. my parents went to, took me to I'm the theater sure to like see the it. Decline. Like that's the low point. Yeah. I remember Jackie now the tuxedo has the powers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember. <laughs> example you know well but that's a very random ass example the terminal the matrix i mean that's different yeah that's different. i'm just talking about like random things with the in front the hangover (laughs) like why isn't it just called hangover Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess so but that one didn't bomb so go figure it franchised yeah maybe if that's I, how school no, of rock what, what if if it had been called the school of rock maybe it would have become a franchise no i don't think so what did it became a show that's not the same <laughs> the hangover bread breeded bread like reproduced like a lot of shitty movies in my opinion like a lot of types of like a certain type of shitty movie wait what did the hangover oh yeah so i am not a fan it was that. It was like bridesmaids and like and then the that. Seth Rogen kind of period too. I feel like yeah, you know they all kind of and like you said bridesmaids they all. Well, I think bridesmaids kind of came from the hangover. Bridesmaids yeah. is one of the bigger ones that it sort of. But there's a lot. There's like the rough night and girls trip and you know <laughs> all those that are like about kind throwing of throwing up. <laughs> Ugh, gross. <laughs> Yeah, or pooping, or you know. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, we're We've really digressed. <laughs> this is the but, late hours at High People Club. Yeah, but School of Rock is amazing. It's one of my favorites. It's definitely in my top three favorite movies. I think that's ever. huge. That's huge to say. It uh, is. It's in my top ten. This is this is one of the movies that if I had a top ten to recommend, it would be in there. And so no, good. in no particular order. It's so wholesome. It does. It brings me joy every time I watch it. It yeah. it, it brings me low and then it brings me back up. <laughs> you know, it takes me yeah. on that journey. It's a wonderful screenplay. It Good really job, is. Ned Schneebly. <laughs> Mike White. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. I had no idea that was that he was the writer. I always knew because I always matched his writer credit with like the credits mm. at the end, the cast, and wow. I'd be like. Mike, why was Ned Schneebly? Wasn't he the writer? <laughs> <laughs> wow, so observant of you. I'm very observant. You paid attention to the details. Well, I also watched this movie 10 billion times. How did you never catch The School of Rock? I never catch Kick Ass or whatever the line is. <laughs> that's, an, that's an audio error, though. 
So okay. I'm not going to blame you for that. Thanks. <laughs> I'll let that one slide. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess uh, this is my final exam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, now you know who I am. <laughs> I might not be your perfect son, but y'all be rocking when I'm done. Y'all. Are we in Austin again? That's what he says. No, he said y'all. Y'all be rocking. But y'all be rocking. But y'all be rocking. No, you can't. You can't mix the two. I think it's you all. So I have a confession to make. Oh God! Before we wrap, I so you know I used to go out to Herman Park in Houston, Texas, take my iPod out there, put my headphones in, and dance. So School of Rock was on my dance playlist to go out to the park. So I would perform that song out in the the park. The teacher's pet. Yeah. Oh. It's uh, what is, oh, is it that a confession? Again? It's just called School of Rock. That's just a story. Well, it's a confession. It is just called School of Rock. Yeah, I mean it's a confession because uh, you didn't know that before, <laughs> and neither did the listeners. Um, okay. But I, that's partly or mostly why I know that song so well is because oh. I performed it kind of a lot so much. That's cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It's a fun song to perform. It's of well course. recorded. It's great. That's why I loved about it. It's it's like a mix of like. ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Metallica, I don't know, just everybody. I really don't know anything about any of those. <laughs> it just has... And, <laughs> or and, like and, any and differences. The Who. It's got some of the Who in there. The Who? who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just has all of these musical influences, built the doors. It's kind of got all of these in there. It's crazy. It's cool. It's great. It's f- fabulous. Well, that's good. I'm <laughs> wonderful. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but y'all be rocking when I'm done. A plus. Are you trying to put a grade in my mouth? No, in mine. Oh, okay, yes. And A plus from me too. <laughs> uh, this is the first time, right? No. No, you've given a lot of A pluses to questionable no, I'm saying, things. Is it, the, is it the first time that we've given an A plus together? I doubt it. Okay. Spider Verse. Okay. You okay. know. True. Lots so things. A plus. Okay. Do you have any final comments? No, it's one of my faves. Yes, you're all rocked out? I am. Okay. I love it. Always sticking it to the man, I hope, as much as I can, and also have a paycheck. Just keep sticking it to the man. Just keep sticking it to the man. (laughs) Weird crossover. (laughs) Yeah, weird. (laughs) But same period of time. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess that concludes this episode of High Key Book Club, uh, number 61. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We hit our 60th last week. We didn't even know. Amazing. Yeah. We've, we've, we're coming a long way. Yeah, we are. We'll and see what we do next. I'm glad that we finally <laughs> recorded this movie. It's uh, been a long time coming. For sure. Um, I've loved this movie for a long time. And so I'm glad to have been able to talk about it. What? You had something great to say. Well, I just wanted to shout out. I also love Billy. He's like a small. I think it, he. I, I, sorry, I forgot to like put this in the main part of the episode, but I feel like he represented the queerness and like how also maybe rock because rock uh, in in the past has been kind of feminine and there's been like glam rock and it's been sort of more gender bending or gender fuck type of place. So it makes sense that he would be accepted for who he is in like a rock band setting. You know what I mean? So there is that. But then there's also the kind of stereotype of putting him in fashion. Well, but he put himself in fashion. Yeah, he did. I know. Oh, but well, but the script. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it is a stereotype. But I, I like to 
see it from the positive especially for 2003 we didn't see a lot of like just positive queer representation no and i completely agree and um, i get and it. i also like how he wasn't taking anything from anybody you know he was on in his own lane you're tacking i hate you right i love that line <laughs> i mean he had the most audacity probably of any of the students yeah besides summer maybe <laughs> yeah i get but that i get that he was a stereotype yes but also like he was accepted by Dewey, and back then that was kind of important, you know, that he wasn't like ostracized for it or made fun of for it. He was like, yeah, express yourself, whatever. Creative. It was great, right? So I choose to see it in that way, even though Perfect. he was a little bit a stereotype stylist. But there is also a ton of gay men in fashion. It's not even, yeah. it, even though it's a stereotype, it's still like a thing that there's a lot of gay men in the fashion world and makeup and all that. So it's like. I don't know. I wish he had been included more on screen. That said, when he was on screen, it was phenomenal yeah. every time. He, uh, I, he has some of the best lines in the movie, yeah. in my opinion. Just look at the bow tie. <laughs> like, I, I still... The delivery. Yeah, yeah I still <laughs> quote that one. There's so many lines. Um, so many. And that's what I was going to say. It, it's just that I didn't cover all of the ones that I love so much yeah, from this movie. Yeah, me too. Um, but there are just so many. And I'm glad I got the Billy thing in because I uh, slipped it. Yes. In my mental notes. Uh, cello, you got a bass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love the cello now ever since then. <laughs> so perfect. And, you know, the list goes on. Definitely watch School of Rock if you haven't already. Uh, let us know what you think. You can uh, find us on... Was it important to your childhood? Because it was for me. It was important to my teenage years yeah, more so. Yeah, teenage. Was yes. it important to you growing up or recent? It's a great, great movie. It is, yeah. We would love to hear how it's impacted you if you have a story <laughs> about it. So you can always tweet us at High Key Book Club. Find us on Instagram. Uh, you can also email us if you have any suggestions or would like to or uh, make a comment or request uh, something from us. We are always considering <laughs> some requests. So if you have something that you'd want us to talk about, then let us know. Uh, write us an email at highkeybookclub at gmail.com. I think that's it from us today. Uh, that's a wrap on School of Rock. And we'll see you next week. Until then, you'll be hearing from us. It's a long way to the top. <laughs> it's a long way to the top if you want a rocking hockey book club. It's a long way to the top if you want a hockey book club.